A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. Today we've got a great story of compliance relating to somebody getting fired from their job. But first a story from Practical Dad Advice, Malicious Compliance to Malicious Compliance. I run a repair shop where I employ a bunch of local kids, ages 16 plus, to learn skills and make some money while we generally sit around and talk about the world while we fix things. We had a client come in with a busted electronic. We fixed it up for her and gave her a decent discount on the work. Her final bill for parts and 4 hours of labor was $100 even, discounted from $220. She didn't like the bill. She didn't like the work. She claimed that we'd broken something else. She claimed that the kid who did the work didn't know what she was doing. She did and I'd supervised her. And that the kid who helped her in the front room was rude to her. He wasn't, but she didn't like the little pride flag pin he was wearing. She demanded to see the manager, so I popped out, listened to her tear into my kids, validated how she was feeling, but pointed out that the work she had asked for was done, done correctly, and her bill was due on pickup of the piece. The last straw for her came when she pulled out a credit card and I had to inform her that we don't accept that particular card. She literally asked me, do you know who I am? Which I didn't, still don't, don't care, and I told her we'd take a personal check. She wrote out a check, problem solved. I deposited that day's checks and got a note from my bank that one had bounced. Her check, of course. I called her the next day to inform her that her check had been returned for insufficient funds and that she'd need to come in and pay her bill, plus the extra fee for our return check. All of these fees, just to point this out, were clearly outlined on the service agreement she'd signed, and we already discounted her $120 just to be nice. Anyway, she rose up into the office carrying a bag, and I knew exactly what was going on. She drops, of course, a bag of pennies on the front desk. She's breathing heavily, we're on the second floor and she'd taken the stairs, and she announces triumphantly that she's here to pay her bill. She just needs to go get the rest of our hard-earned money, said with a sneer of course. The kid at the front desk looks like he's about to cry, so I stop working on the thing I'm working on and take over. How many more bags do you have, I ask her, and she says that the nice people at the bank loaded them up in her car. She didn't count them. I told her that was fine, we'd wait for her to bring them all up and then settle up her bill. She was expecting a bigger reaction, I think. Either that or she hadn't thought this through. 10,000 pennies plus the extra $25 weighs a lot. And she just committed to carrying them through a parking lot and up a flight of stairs. One of my kids, bless his heart, offered to help her carry them. She refused. Finally, shaking and sweaty, she deposited the last of the bags on the countertop. The pennies were loose, not in coin rolls. She'd done some work to prove her point. What she hadn't counted on was that we'd need to count the pennies. While the other kids took care of other clients and fixed things in the back, the front desk and I counted up the pennies. She started to realize that this was going to take a while and tried to leave. I told her that she couldn't leave until we signed off on her bill, since at this point she was in violation of her service agreement and had passed a bad check. We couldn't just take her word for it. 
and I would inform our local constabulary if she left without paying. I was kind of talking out of my butt, but she managed to tick me off a little. The other clients in the shop came and went, and we counted. Phone calls came in and were handled by my kids, and we counted. She sat down in a chair, folding steel, not super comfortable, stood up again, walked around the office, and we counted. After a while, she said, just forget it, and took out $125 in bills. We signed off on her agreement, and she started to leave. Another one of my kids, bless his heart, asked her if she wanted help carrying the pennies back to her car. She looked at all of us with a face of sheer panic, mumbled, no thank you, just keep them, and bolted. The whole shop was silent for a moment, then one of the kids started giggling and nobody could stop. People coming in thought we'd gone nuts, and I finally had to banish everybody to the back room until they could breathe again. We loaded the bags into my vehicle, we used the elevator she'd walked by a few times, took them to the bank and used the coin machine to deposit them, then wrote out a donation to our local shelter for the amount she'd dropped off. She posted something nasty on Facebook about it and got ratioed. She had of course posted earlier about what she was going to do, and she got called out with her own post. My favorite response was something like, you said you were going to pay your bill in pennies. You paid your bill in pennies. What went wrong? Please don't pay your bills in pennies, folks, especially if you're just doing it to be a jerk. Be honest, if you were in an OP situation and they left all those pennies there, would you take them to the bank and keep them for yourself? Or would you actually cash in and donate it? Let me know in the comments down below. And by the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Every video's got great stories, like our final story of the day by Punk Tarantosaurus. Fire me because I did my job? Okay. Hope you don't need all of these supplies. I love taking photos of people, to the point that I have two resumes for applying for jobs, and one of them is specifically for photography work. So I was psyched when I got a job in a photo studio. It was a chain and it wasn't like high quality work, but it was still awesome. I took a lot of photos of very cute babies in particular. Well, the company had a three strike policy. Once there were three issues with you, you were gone. They made you sign off on every single one of the reports. It didn't matter how much later it was that you got your next strike, they never went away. Okay, doesn't seem like a great business model, but okay. And being fair, I did get two strikes which were very reasonable. One day I missed work because I forgot to set an alarm. It was a super irregular schedule and it wasn't always easy to keep track of. Mia culpa. The next strike happened because I scheduled a photo shoot for before the beginning of a shift accidentally. The program was supposed to only show you times that an employee would be available for doing photo shoots. And they changed our hours with very little warning. So the photo shoot that I'd scheduled the week before that, that would have been within our hours, was no longer. I felt super bad for the mom and daughter who came in early for their photos and helped them sort everything out with a free photo redemption and apology. I still got my second strike for that. Now the last strike, I actually got two on the same day. Around Christmas, our store goes nuts. We have to have twice as many people working in order to keep everything in order. During that, I was training a new employee and helping her with photo shoots and my own and running cash and taking passport photos and teaching her the rules for them and and and. It was a nightmare. What made it worse was that one customer submitted two complaints that day about me. See, this customer felt like I was pushing her to buy photos. Literally all this company cares about is pushing the photo packages. 
and I was instructed relentlessly to do it more and with more energy because I didn't make enough people feel like they had to have them. So great, I convinced the customer to spend money instead of just giving them free things and not getting a dollar from them, like the company was always yelling at me to do, and I got a complaint for that, great. And then the other complaint was even more ludicrous. The customer felt I was being too bossy with the other photographer. The one I was training. The one that didn't know how to do the job yet, so I had to tell her how to do things. Apparently, I deserved to be fired for telling her how to do things. I was heartbroken. It's been a few years now, so I've gotten over it, but I was so happy working as a photographer. But here's where the malicious compliance finally kicks in. See, by my nature... I end up doing a lot of work that isn't actually my job because I want to help. I enjoy feeling useful, but they're firing me because they don't want me to sell things or train people like they had told me to do. So for the last two weeks of my job, I stopped counting all of the money for the deposits. That was the manager's job even though she hadn't done it in half a year since making me do it. This meant that she had to come in on days that she didn't work just to do the deposit. I stopped actively recruiting customers, which is what you're supposed to do when you're downtime. Cold call previous customers and prowl around the attached mall for people you can convince to get photos. The best tactic was always to find people with new young ones, tell them how beautiful their baby is, offer them a free print of one of the photos after a shoot. Almost no one passes that up because then they have a wonderful photo to hold on to. I didn't feel guilty doing it because it genuinely makes people happy. I stopped taking meticulous notes of every interaction that was worth following up on. I used to make a note for the next shift about how ex-customer had seemed interested but was unconvinced and that a simple reminder of the offer would be probably enough to get them to buy. Or I would make a note about someone who forgot their passport photos and whether or not they'd paid already. And then on my last day, the truest malicious compliance happened. They wanted me gone. Okay. I took my name tag and packed it away. I went into the photo studio and grabbed the kids' toys I'd brought in to help get the young ones to cooperate. Babies don't really understand a stranger saying smile for the camera, but if you shake a rattle at them and make silly faces, they're very good at smiling for that. I cleared up all of the things I'd laid out neatly for easy preparation and put them back in storage. I cleaned up the counters to get rid of all the notes and passport photos that weren't claimed that day because that's what we were technically supposed to do. And then came the real part that this title refers to. Over my nine months working there, a number of issues had come up with the things we worked with. For the passport photos, we needed a paper trimmer to slice off the edges quickly and neatly. We had one when I started, and then it broke. I brought in a replacement. It got broken too. Still, we needed one, so I brought in another replacement. We also had gotten our stapler stolen. No worries, I had one at home we could use. And the keys to the storage, the extra receipt paper, the passport paper, where we keep the deposits, where we keep our paper files, they were tiny. And the color of them was so bland that throughout the course of the day, they would get lost easily 30 times. I had bought a large blue fluffy keychain to attach with it, with permission from the boss. Never lost the keys again. Not one of us. We also had a sign when I started there which we could pop out which said, I'm in a photo shoot, please be patient, I'll be with you in a moment. Or something along those lines. Because there was often only one employee at a time and they had to do the photo shoots and all of the passport photo drop-ins. Well, my boss accidentally dumped her coffee on that sign after she tripped one day. 
So I went out of the way to get a new one printed, bought a plastic sleeve for it, and set it up with a cardboard backing so it wouldn't break or get ruined. It was better than the old one. So of course, when I left, I took my sign, my keychains, my paper trimmer, my stapler, my toys, and notably my shutter button. See, the camera had a shutter button attached that would allow you to move about while snapping photos. Again, helped with the little ones because they don't understand directions. So you have to be able to physically draw their attention somewhere. This cord had gotten frayed and not replaced. It shocked me nasty enough to leave a burn, so I took it off the camera and brought my own in. I got a call the next day asking me how dare I steal the company's supplies. I calmly replied that I'd just taken back the items that belonged to me and that they could keep the broken paper trimmer that I'd brought in. I even left them a pair of scissors I brought for a backup when the first paper cutter broke. I even brought them a box of paper clips for using since they didn't have a stapler anymore. The store closed down not two months later. Crazy how when you fire your hardest worker over things he told them to do, and one mischiefed mea culpa, other employees are less than enthused about the chance of the same thing happening. And no one else worked nearly as hard to keep everything in the black as I did. Not to say that there's anything wrong with that. I liked everyone except the manager, since it was only two other employees, and they did their work well and treated me nicely. They just had a better sense of doing what they were paid for and nothing else. And for reference, the employee who the customer felt I was treating badly looked at our manager like she was insane and asked when I'd done that because she knew for a fact that the only time I raised my voice at either herself or the only other employee was because it was too loud for them to hear me otherwise. She apologized to me, said that she worried that it was her fault because she'd been a little nervous that day because she was dealing with other things and was worried that the customer had gotten the wrong impression because of that. Said employee then went on to have her own gallery show leaving shortly after I was fired. After OP made this post, there were a lot of people asking about like why the company tanked so hard after OP was gone. I mean, looking past the clearly obvious things that OP did to really boost productivity here, you know, making sure all the supplies worked well and worked good and were in proper condition. Apparently after OP was gone, there was no one to cover shifts. Their three strikes policies good and all, if those strikes are legitimate. A customer complaint equating right away to a strike is ridiculous. You mean to tell me that one vindictive customer that comes in here and complains three times about one employee is enough to just get them fired from the company? Nobody sees any kind of issue or problem with that? That one person complained twice in one day and that was enough to just get OP to hang it up and leave? I feel bad for OP because clearly they adored that job and they worked hard and made sure everything was great there and for some reason they go and screw OP over despite the fact that they're clearly the best worker in that place. I guess needless to say, it's pretty clear why that company was destined to close down. And after OP, who was holding the pillars up, left, everything came tumbling down right away. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.